Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. It is the Redmen TV podcast. Still in lockdown, but still smiling. I'm Paul Machin. I am joined for this one by, first and foremost, Mr. Ross Chanley. Hello. Hi. Hello, Good, good, good. Um, we also got Mr. Tom Dutton. Hello. I, uh, I, I decided not to be on it last week. Gave Edel a shot, and now I'm on it with Edel. So there we go. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Edel's took his opportunity big time there. And uh, Chris, who was up till three o'clock in the morning, trying to figure out why everything we've been trying to stream on Football Manager has gone catastrophically wrong and not even on the pitch, um, yeah, is, is is a little bit worn out. So he's taken a, a back seat this week. Uh, and yes, we've, we've, we've already referenced him. So let's give him a big shout out. Edel, welcome. Hi, guys. How you all doing? He's okay. Excellent. Getting there. Getting right. Edel, I'll come to you with the warm-up question first, then, mate. Um, oh. Callum Buck asked the question, would you rather every shirt you ever wore be itchy or every piece of bog roll you use be too thin? Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the change in Errol's face. Then he went dead happy. I'm assuming you mentioned bog roll. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, to be honest, I probably would settle for the bog roll, though, you know, because even though it's it's thin, you can just layer it up, layer it up until you get the right level of thickness, I suppose. Whereas if your shirt's always going to be itchy, your shirt's always going to be itchy, you know what yeah. I mean? And there's nothing you can do about that. The thing, like, the thing for me is you can just wash your hands straight away. Just wash your hands straight after. If it is too thin and you have an accident or whatever, just wash your hands, you're fine. Um, whereas an itchy shirt like is one of the worst things, and it is ever. a very west. It's a very western problem anyway, because as soon as you go mm. east in the world, they use b days and shit, man. So <laughs> like they don't need yeah. any. They don't really use toilet roll, so you can you can survive. It can yeah. be. Done. There's a bunch call, of yeah. Go on, so go on, Ross. I'm just gonna call you Tom. Just wash your hands, done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wash, wash your hands. Yeah, solid piece of advice from the least cleanly of the Redmen TV team. Like, uh, um, it's, you've changed. This pandemic's changed you, Tom. I know. I haven't been sick for months. It's mad. <laughs> <laughs> You're the bubble boy. We should have had you in isolation the whole time. Uh-huh. He's been so happy and so upbeat. You've been, you've been working from like a a, a, a little the same room. For the last like seven weeks, yeah. and yet I've never seen you more upbeat on a day-to-day basis. You know what it is? It's not. It's not waking up really early to drive to work. It's genuinely being able to roll out of bed into the shower and then sitting down five minutes before I have to get any work done. It's fantastic. I'm by actually re- by really early. You mean half eight? By the way. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's early. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
Right, okay. Um, as is the format on the podcast, each week we ask uh, our guests to bring a topic of discussion from, uh, it can be tangentially football-related, um, but generally speaking, all football-related. And we've got some belters this week. Um, Ross, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, uh, well, I, I changed mine several times. Um, I, had, I had what Errol had, and then I decided because he's our guest, he could have that. Um, but it's also the Barcelona anniversary on Thursday, so I want to men- just mention that in case someone wants to talk about it as well. But the big thing is is the German football uh, possibly coming back as early as a week on Saturday. Um, just first of all, how good it might be for, for the Bundesliga to get worldwide attention, because you know I, I happily admit I'm not a massive fan of it. I've never sat down and, and watched a full game, but I can guarantee when it comes back on again because of the lack of football, the worldwide you know. <laughs> People Who's are going to be watching it. I don't. I, I, I support football. I, 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 I support football. Weeks, I'm going to watch them all. I <laughs> thought this is, is someone picking a team. Is someone picking Dortmund, I'm Leipzig? Yeah, going Leipzig. Years back, so I go Leipzig. Why Leipzig now? Because they're like they're like the bad, but they're like the yeah. ones that everyone hates in the Bundesliga because of the money that they're pouring in. Hmm. Yes, Errol, explain yourself. <laughs> you just fan City is what you've just done. Well, I just had them on FIFA a couple of years ago, and, and I like the format of the ad. I like some of the defenders that they've got now, and I still like the, the Timo Werner. So, you know, I, I want to see how they finish their season. Yeah, it's a strong point, I, if nothing else, just to get your Timo scouting in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, I've gone with I've gone with Bayer Leverkusen. Similarly, with the, along them lines, I've watched a few games of them this season. They had the the four three against Dortmund, which was amazing, and they they, they were fantastic. Then in the round of sixteen against Rangers, they're winning three one at the moment in the first leg. But they've got players. They've got the Bender brothers. I've been waiting all all day to say that they've got the Bender brothers. They've got Jonathan Tarr at the back as well. They've got Kai Havertz, who's fantastic. Bellarabi as well, and then they've got Kevin Volland and Liam Bailey up top. And so I, I really want to see all these players that I want Liverpool to buy. Um, um, John Reid's been a massive proponent I think that's the right word of, of watching the Bundesliga and stuff and he, he put me onto the, the Bayer Leverkusen Dortmund game and I was just watching it like you're, this, is, this is the football I want to see you're too you're too young to remember them knocking us out of the Champions League in like 2002 or yeah. and so I, I I mean obviously we then did them on the on the on the road to 2005 but I fucking hate Bayer Leverkusen <laughs> because I was I was absolutely and it, Michael Ballach and Bayer, Bayer Leverkusen broke my heart, um, so they can get in the bin as far as I'm concerned. I think the thing about this is two things. Um, I'm probably not going to watch. I'll, I'll watch some of it, but I'm not going to watch too much of it anyway because I just uh, trying to trying to convince my family all of a sudden that we're now massive Bundesliga fans when like my wife now can't stand football from the knock on impact it's had on her life over the years. It's like yeah, well, all of a sudden we're fans of a of, of a of a domestic team in a different country which we've no affinity for whatsoever. The good thing about it in this is that I reckon it's going to soften the blow. For how crap footy is going to be when it does come back. Yeah. Everyone's going to watch it go, oh, football, and then they're going to see how really disappointing it is watching behind closed doors footy, and at least that means there won't be this, like, stupid hype for the Premier League. Well, it gives us a chance to accept it for what it is. Yeah, and it gives us a chance to obviously make our version slightly better. If you can see, if you can see, like you know, the the effects of not having a crowd and giving that atmosphere are going to play effect. Do you kind of add in some sort of match day crowd noise and do it a bit fifery? I don't know. But even if it's an option, so not everyone has to watch like that, but you can choose. I think is it. I don't know if it's hot mic or something, but there was an app that was that was similar to that anyway, where you could watch people commentate and you could get yeah. all the background noise and stuff like that. If it was similar to that, where it was an option, 
then it might make our experience of when the Prem comes back slightly better. So it, it's just good to watch. A bit of a guinea pig for us, really. I think the, yeah. the thing for me is, do we all? I don't know if you remember, uh, Bundesliga highlights was always on on the telly and it was for free and you, you didn't need to care about any teams. It was just goals going in. That's kind of all I care about. I mean, I yeah. watch by I watch it by a bit of by Leverkusen. But I just want to see like worldies going in. I want to. Yeah. I, I enjoy that kind of Twitter where or social media where it's like, have you seen that goal from a league that you just don't watch? You're like, yeah. what a goal that is. I just miss that kind of that kind of thing where I'm not fully invested and it, like Ross said before, I can just enjoy the footy. Well, it kind of all ties in. In fact, let's get a final shout then. Who, who are your team's going to be? I'm going, going Leipzig. Leipzig. Yeah, I've gone Leipzig. I'm not picking a team. I'm just supporting football being back. That's the worst answer you could ever pay. Paderborn. There you are. I support Paderborn. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to win the league? Uh, it's probably going to be... Um, is it by... Is by are Leipzig even in with the shout? I think they're a couple of points off, aren't you now? Munich, Leipzig and Dortmund, I think. Okay, well, I'm going to support Bayern Munich then. Well, there's five teams in the round. Munich, then Dortmund, Leipzig, Mönchengladbach, then Leverkusen. But they're all between... It's eight, eight points separate them, so it's not that much at all. I'm just going to support whoever wins it. That's fair. Because, because no, because it's his thing, and I'm sure there'll be people riled by it, like, going, oh, glory on set. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, What's the point? I, I don't get a choice in my football, my actual football team. I'm, it's like hard coded into my DNA to be a Liverpool fan. I didn't decide to be a Liverpool fan. I am a Liverpool fan. Um, so if I'm going to have another one. I'm not going to choose someone who's not going to win things. Fuck that. I don't need any more of that in my life. I've, I've, I've waited 30 years for Liverpool to win the league, and I had no say in the matter. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna glory hunt. So the cows come on me. I'm gonna. I'm a PSG fan as well. What a boss week it's been. <laughs> you can sc- not said Dortmund, Paul, so you can scout Jaden Sancho for director of football there. Already bought him, mate. Scout <laughs> um, Yeah, go on. So, so Tommy, did you settle on? Um, yeah, it's by Leverkusen. Like I said, oh. I think they're really exciting. Okay, yeah, let, let us know yours in the comments. And this all kind of leads in nicely. You've all picked subjects that kind of flow really well. Um, and I think it's interesting because obviously Errol made the reference um, there about how we could do things maybe differently or whatever. Tom, and you you're, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's it's more like football is going to return. Right? And, and it's the Bundesliga, it's the Premier League. But we don't know, even with next season, there's talk of the whole of next season with the Premier League being behind closed doors. Uh, and there's got to be different ways of watching football, and 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 it's going to be really interesting to see our businesses kind of expand in that way in terms of different camera angles, and and maybe we'll just get what the NHL have and uh, the NFL, sorry, where it's just a full pitch and you get to watch it. Maybe it's the VR stuff that everyone's been touting about, which I think would be amazing. But I think it's even it's not just the camera angles and the way that and that kind of thing. It's it's post match because the pubs might not be open either. So people's routine, set routines of going the game and then go in the pub is decimated. That's gone. Yeah. So now you're sat at home, then what do you do? You can't sit there with your mates. You go on a Zoom call and have a beer by yourself. Or do the people take the initiative and, and, and create different different things where there's more analysis or, or, or stuff like that? It's going to be really interesting to see how people fill that void. And and I just want to know some ideas of what you think could fill up. Watch Red Men TV. Watch Red Men TV. Yeah. Just watch Red Men TV. Yeah. The, the the VR stuff I think is a fantastic opportunity because it, it you've got to look. Let's look at WrestleMania. I always reference this. Obviously, they did WrestleMania. They did it with no with no crowd, and it was a bit crap. We may watch that. <laughs> yeah, it was crap. It was crap. 
it was crap. But they, they they took it from a couple of angles. So what they did was you put out your star performers and you make you put your most technically gifted things out and you put you got them put on a, a technical masterclass. And the other side of things is they had like some really well cinematically shot like movie style matches which were all it wasn't right it was all crap but in terms of making the best of the situation and i think it's and i think you've kind of you kind of got it in the, in the notes tom but sort the analysis out and let's have some proper in depth because the, the game itself has got to be the star it can't be the reactions it can't be the noise it can't be the emotion anymore so it's gonna have to be we're gonna have to analyze sports on a technical level and it's gonna drive away there's gonna be loads of casual fans who are gonna hate it like again to what my wife she's not a football fan she doesn't really like football but she actually loves watching the big games because mm. they've got something about them that's gone so don't worry about it make it the best you can be and make it from a viewing perspective the vr stuff and i've been saying this since the world cup like that world cup um, vr app the bbc one on the playstation is amazing because you can because as you say you can see the whole pitch you're not distracted by the highlights there's no need for all that stuff anymore let's boil football down to for, for the purists to make it for them and if i can because the amount of you don't realize how much footy you miss because you're shown replays you never see a goal kick taken in the premier league you never ever see it because you, you're seeing the thing that led to the goal kick and given how football's played, it's played out from the back. It's shocking. So I want that. I want to be able to choose my camera angle. I want to be able to choose my commentators. And I want the people analysing the play to the nth degree in the studio yeah. as well. Yeah, I think player cams would be would be a great thing. I don't know if it's if it's practical, but something like that. So maybe you get like their perspective of the game. And do you know what I mean? And even if it was like positional kind of thing, and you could have like a defensive player cam, and you just watch a defensive line. And you could sit and choose to watch the defensive line and how they play the phases of the game. Stuff like that, I just think would be interesting. I think the um, there's the idea of like the kind of the documentary style stuff that they've done with like Man City in the past, uh, and um, where you have like interviews at half time or you get access to the dressing room at half time, that kind of thing as well. I just think the more options that are on the table, I think it it, it makes the product stronger when it does come back. Yeah, absolutely. They need to fill the entertainment value, don't they? Is the key point because there's no atmosphere. Even if you're watching it on TV, you can tell whether something's good or not. So it's trying to bridge that gap of like football's back, but it's still really amazing. I think all the different things that you, that you said are a good idea. Even like what Arrow was alluding to there, like even having different commentary. You know, I'm sure Martin Tyler won't be very happy with it, but I think you know, if there's if there's football back and there's no atmosphere and all you can hear is Martin Tyler that potentially will drive a lot of people away because it's, <laughs> this is just ironic coming from me but it's pretty monotone <laughs> fucking yeah. Martin Tyler I'm like, I don't want to fucking listen to that I want you know do you mean you want some and say, oh, Peter Drury you've got the choice of having Peter Drury or whatever yeah. you know, at least it adds something to the game doesn't it it will therefore pump in audio. They'll have to pump in audio. There's just there's there's, there's no way. I mean, the, the interesting one there is the player cam. And I know you were talking about just following a defensive line. But I remember seeing a, a camera, someone strapped a GoPro to a chest while they were doing a rondo. I would love, absolutely love, I don't know, someone like, someone a really tricky technical player. I think they had David Silver on that video. But it'd be, it'd be amazing to see Sadio Mane with a little fucking chest cam and watching just how fast he runs because you don't realise just how fast he moves until there's a camera attached to him and you see stuff flying past. These are Sorry things that I think as well in, in, in terms of it doesn't have to be in the moment. It's just an option that if you was to then choose that replay to go back and you wanted to watch that goal from that angle, you've now got the privilege of being able to watch a body cam 
image of Sadio Manon scoring a you know a twenty yard a brilliant goal or something like that. So go on. No, no, carry on. The, the last thing I was going to say it almost reminds me of. Do you remember when FIFA brought out the arena mode and you could do that uh, that first player? Yeah, it'd almost be like that type of experience. And I think you know, chances are, if we're going to be copying and taking the audio, so it is off like a, a video game, or it, it's it's been last year's you know Man City Liverpool hmm. Anfield noise to just to just make just to make it happen. I think it's stuff like that wouldn't there. Do you know what I mean? Add all the extra stuff that FIFA's added in. It might make it a little bit more exciting. Yeah, I have, I have like a, a player controlled via the internet. Um, <laughs> we can play a win the chance to be the eleventh, the eleventh player on your sides and control Forget the player, the pot, the ball itself. The <laughs> ball has a motive in it. What was that film? Gamer was it? The one with uh, Jared Butler? Yeah, that, that yeah. absolutely. That. The one thing that no, I've not heard people talking about, but again, it goes back to the wrestling thing. Is you might as well make the refs up. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. Yes. You should be able to hear every word that's said on the pitch anyway, and it, so you might as well control it, and you might as well make it a, a feature and and gain some kudos from it because you're gonna hear again this in the wrestling because obviously because wrestling is scripted. You know, I know I know people might be shocked at that, um, but um, it is. So, but there's um, blood, Paul. There's blood. <laughs> Well, no, it's but the, the, the blood, alert. The blood's real, like, but the um, but the the obviously the end is scripted. But the point is, is that it's it's called on the fly a lot of the time. So the, the, you've got like there's ways of talking and wrestlers and the, and the referees communicate to the people to make them do the bits and pieces. Now all of a sudden you can hear, so they had to create ways around it and they had to accentuate the bits that they wanted people to hear and and do whatever. And it's obviously not exactly like for like going to work in the Premier League, but it, I think there's a chance there to say. Look, the point is, they're not going to be able to cover up the football players calling each other pricks and telling each other to fuck off and stuff. So you might as well be over the top and go, right, we're, we're making the ref up. Everyone needs to be aware that that's happening. And maybe that leads into that. Because that's the one thing that's missing from footy. And it's a fantastic opportunity to do to do something like that. I, I think if that, if that happens as well, it has to stay as a part of future football with the whole VR package. Yeah. And I think if you set a precedent like that in a time like this and yeah. it works, then, you know, all those that I've said before, don't make the reference, their, their arguments just fall flat on the face after that point, don't they? Mm. Yeah, um, Errol, you, you brought it to the table. Um, Gordon Taylor's been talking, uh, and the, the, he's mentioned the idea of um, 45 minutes, less than 45 minutes a half. That's bonkers. It's not rugby. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not rugby though. Like you play footy for ninety minutes. Like it. it I, I think what 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 age group does it change? I think it's like year seven or eight. You change from like sixty to seventy minute games to nine. Like these are adult men. If yeah. they're out there for ten minutes, what difference does it mean they're gonna? I, I just don't get it. Like for me, I just can't see the sense in, in in reducing the game. And it's I can see the sense in saying when it gets to forty-five, no matter where the situation is on the pitch, the ref can blow the whistle and there won't be any, you know, stupid added time. That's yeah. fair enough. But in terms of the match halves, you can't. Sleep. It's not, no longer footy. Yeah. No. I, when I saw this, I picked the subject first. <laughs> and it just made me think of the Alan Partridge thing when he's trying to get a second series. I was like, "What should you have yeah. to go back? Yeah. Just, just reduce the hours, just, just turn the minutes down." But like, I, I don't see what difference it makes if, because it, obviously it's based on trying to reduce the spread of, of COVID nineteen and, and player safety and stuff. If you do forty minutes each way, what difference does forty five make? Because they're going to get all the protection in the world and all the safety. Five, yeah. five, ten minutes, whatever, it just makes no difference at all. It was more, it got me, the Partridge thing was right, but it's the whole Partridge sat there with the thing on his bed going... I'll take the phone, right. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the, the, the phone going. Lynn, I've got an idea. Forty minute halves. Forty minute and and have and, and train animals to throw the balls back in to minimise contact. You know, it's just Gordon Taylor because he's he, he got that. Except it would be like, and I think the trained animals should throw in the ball. He is the fucking dullest human being I've ever been in a room with. Uh, he did a speech at the Northwest Football Awards last year, and it was like fifteen minutes. And you talk about monotone, Ross. Um, it was just oh my god, everyone's just like. You know, everyone just starts looking around, going, "What, what, what can we do? Can we do anything about this?" Can we do, yeah, I wonder if he's just done that. They've got right, Gordon. Gordon, we want you to go away and think up some interesting ways that can help football come back. And he's gone, "Okay, I'll do that." And then he's just sat in his room on his own, and he's just got seventy-two hours of recordings of him coming up with mad, weird ways for footy to come back. It's I understand. I do get it. He's, he's trying to minimise the fatigue of the players. He's trying to figure out them ways because he's talking about a lot of a lot of games being played in a in a in a short amount of time to get to get ready for the next season. I understand that, but the problem with doing that is you're then reducing the amount of time that people have to score. You're going to change football fundamentally in the way that Liverpool tire teams down. That was the way we did it for a long time is you pass them around, teams get tired, they mentally switch off and then you and then you strike. And we, we scored so many goals at the end of halves, at the end of games. And are we going to be able to do that now? Because like Errol says, these are men, these are conditioned athletes, they are fit. And I understand the fatigue side of things. I, there needs to be a way around that. But you're taking away a lot of teams' massive assets of keeping hold of the ball and tying teams out. There's got to be better ways of sorting this out for me. I don't know what they are. You do well, suggest yeah. having more substitutes, I think, as well. Which Thank kind you. of counteracts the same thing. But then, you know, if someone's fatigued, they haven't done their pre-season properly, then at least you can you can help that out, can't you? Pep Guardiola would be like a pig in shit if you give him more substitutes. He'd be made up. Um, just, just, to, just to on wrap up on this, the, obviously the article that we were referring to, BBC, have talked about it. It's a professional football association. Professional footballers association chief executive Gordon Taylor has suggested halves of less than forty-five minutes could be considered when football resumes. Discussions about the Premier League's return are ongoing, but Taylor says players are concerned about safety. They are not stupid. He told BBC Radio Four's Today program they would have to be satisfied that it's safe. The Premier League said the idea is not on the table. Um, mm-hmm. what what of these ideas didn't make it out of gordon taylor's bedroom that's what i want to know what are the random things let us know in the uh in in the comment section underneath or tweet us at the redman tv as well Uh, i want to talk about this other thing on the bbc uh, this week they obviously they've said with the the normal award season kind of being cancelled they've got a a page up now where you can vote for your Press players, top moments, favourite goals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, of the season, uh, and I want to talk us through it uh, because obviously there's some limited options on it. You can't just vote for everyone, but uh, are we? If we had to vote for it, because we're going to pick a Liverpool player for player for Premier League player of the season. So the question is, out of the options that we've got available, which is Trent, Allison, Van Dijk, Henderson, Mane, or Salah, who are we going for? Hendo. Hendo yes. by far, and, and and you know what's funny as well. As much as he's been fantastic on the pitch, he's grown as a captain. I think the lockdown and all the quarantine stuff has elevated him even higher. You know what I mean? In terms of yes, all the stuff that he's done on the pitch has been fantastic, and and he really has been fantastic. You can't dispute that he's been instrumental, especially when Fabinho got injured. He came back, and we were like, wow, this is Fabinho's never getting back on the side. It was amazing, but the fact that he's he's kind of taken. 
the core of Liverpool, you know what I mean? In, in terms of going, we are working for other people and we're going to make sure that these people are looked after and, and, and even the Gomez stuff with, with, with Sterling and he's not even captain there, but he's taken that on his shoulders. I think just showing the measure of the man that he is and, I think that, for me, elevates him massively. Yes, the football stuff, you can talk about Mane. I think he's been sensational. I'm sure one of his will. But I, I just feel like Jordan Henderson has embodied everything that we want out of a Liverpool captain and a player. I just yeah. want to get up and deliver a massive round of applause there, Tom. Now <laughs> <laughs> I just started shedding a tear. That was glorious. Can we just record that and give that to Liverpool to put out? Happily. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, anyone else? Anyone? I, 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 I think there were Henderson, definitely Henderson, but I think you're right. Sadio Mane is the other one, and the only reason I, I, I say that is everything that he's done. But I think it's hard to to judge because so much of his good work was done at the beginning of the season, and when we weren't we weren't performing well, like week in week out, and it, was it Southampton away we went to? And he, he scored, scored that all he, he yeah. scored the winner, but he did it so many times at the beginning of the season and just dragged us to wins to put us where we are now. And equally, he does stuff. Off, off the pitch, I know it's not as recent as Jordan Henson, but that, that sticks in your memory because it's the past few weeks. But Sadio Mane does that, you know, Sadio Mane's just got has his own documentary put out for all the good stuff that he does off the field as well. Um, and I think someone who's, who's vastly improved um, again from, from last season. I think mine, if age, if you know, if age didn't make a matter, I'd go for Trent right now. Just because I think when you look at other young footballers on, you know, the level that Trent is at, you've got the Jaden Sancho's, you've got the Mbappe's, they are spoken about as world beaters. And I wholeheartedly think Trent is still a world beater. But in terms of this Liverpool squad, for us to have achieved what we achieved last year and to have sustained and built on that, for me, there's still the linchpin in Virgil van Dijk that enables all of all of the good work that's done by the Hendersons, all of the good work that's done by the Manes, and obviously the, the Trents. So I still back Van Dyke because we have went from there and achieving and we're now there and we're still achieving and without him, I don't think we... I, I wonder whether uh, Virgil and Salah kind of fall into that same sort of bracket that yeah. we just we just accept how good they are. So I, I never even... I wouldn't have even thought for a single second about Van Dyke for this. And yet... Is he? Is he? Is he? Was he playing worse than last season when he was like, you know, an absolute shoo-in to win that award? No, yeah. he's playing at. He says, saying he's either playing at at least the same level, if not a better, better. level, in a team that's performing even better. Well, it's yeah, mad- he, he did because the first eight or nine games, the the rock behind him last season wasn't there in Allison, so he had to step up and be better for those periods and show up defensively, and he was. Then when Allison comes back, you know, he's had changes to his centre-back partnership. It wasn't massive. It went from massive and went to Gomez. He's still been consistently on that level, as you're describing. So it is hard. It's a very hard one. I um yeah it's it, it that's that's the thing because I look at the the difference between Mane and Salah and let's just go purely on Premier League like Salah's got more goals and Mane's got more assists so like Mane's got in fact I've got the stats here let me just let me not paraphrase um Mane's got fourteen goals and seven assists and um, Mohamed Salah's got sixteen goals and and six assists but you're right the Sadio it's Sadio Mane over the two of them which is mad because again Salah's probably you know could could yet depending on what happens could end up as top goal scorer in the league again. He could break. He could get more than twenty goals a season again, which is you know would be three seasons on the bounce, which is absolutely incredible. We just haven't had a player like that consistently in years. And but, there's only a handful of prime players on that level that do get twenty three seasons on the bounce. Yeah. But I I have to agree with the Mane thing is that 
and maybe maybe you know Salah's picked up his form at a point where maybe Mane was just just starting to weigh in a touch. But you're dead right. I don't think anyone has been more as, as responsible, maybe with the exception of Jordan Henderson, for dragging Liverpool through this. I, I Mane has been like a man possessed this season, and it's like he he's gone. No, Liverpool are winning the league this season. I don't care what I have to do and who I have to kill to make it happen. Um, but he but he's done that. So and I, I, that might get forgotten if only because of all the stuff Tom that you mentioned. Jordan Henderson's got the almost got the PR engine around him. And being English and being the captain, you know, he's got there's a great story around Jordan Henderson that might help him pip it. But I honestly, for me at this point, it's a t- toss a coin, and whoever comes out between the two of them, I'm fully not asked because I think they both deserve it. And I'd just like to say, like, it, it, it's mad, but how good does it feel that even in the conversation, the shortlist for the player of the season, you know, how many teams, the 20 odd teams, how many players can they all pick to be in their squad, how many games did they all get to play, and all five we've all been able to discuss come from our team. It's just unbelievable, man. Like, you shouldn't take it, and I, I, I think we just shouldn't take that for granted at all. No. Nope. And I know it's mad to, to in the conversations that we are having now in this moment, but earlier in the season when the you know the chief exec was coming out saying you need to enjoy these moments because we it just seems more pertinent now because obviously yeah. everything that's gone it's crazy but it's true yeah, like true. we're not going to get them for much longer you know what I mean in terms of the grand scheme of things so definitely um, the list for the Premier League young player of the season then is as follows: Tammy Abraham, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Todd Cantwell, Jack Grealish, Dean Henderson, Sheffield United keeper, uh, James Madison, Dwight McNeil, Burnley. I had no idea. Mason Mount, uh, Marcus Rashford, Richarlison, Matt, uh, and Biako Saka. And it's funny because in terms of good seasons, there like. Uh, my eyes were immediately drawn to Tammy Abraham because obviously seen him firsthand, you know, in good, in both for good and for ill. Um, he's he's a fantastic young player. Dominic Calvert Lewin is 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 hit like one in two form is under Carlo Ancelotti, uh, or since Duncan Ferguson. Todd Cantwell's been great. Jack Realish has been really good. Dean Henderson, apart from this, he thrown one in for us, which made me like him even more. Uh, has been a phenomenal uh, Sack goalkeeper. Has been quality as well. Sack has been Saka has been phenomenal. Yeah. How old are we saying young? Because I just looked up Jack Grealish, he's 24. That's not young for me. Yeah. How old for Charleston? Must be the same age, 24. Because be. I when when I'm thinking young player, I'm thinking under under 22, 21 and lower, I'm really thinking. Um and in that case, Spotted. I mean You've spotted the PFA's um, biggest like lie, and it's only done. It's done normally so that like someone like Harry Kane can be given an award when someone else really good as an obvious shoe to win it. Yeah, it's always someone. It always tends to be like an an, an older player who ends up winning it, but. There's just like again, look at those players. They're like Marcus Rashford's been good, Mason Mount's been fantastic, yeah. James Madison's had a good season. They're all quality players, but there's no way this isn't Trent Alexander-Arnold. Do you remember that Leicester game that wins it? That that four yeah. nil when he just yeah. absolutely dominated the team by himself. Yeah. And you're watching and, and he's done that. Is that the right back when he plays the is that in fact is it am I thinking about that game or is it the it World Club Championship? Day, the pass the pass to Bobby Firmino where it's from like it's about thirty yards deep from the from, you know, on the right hand side and he just plays the diagonal ball and people let let you know in the comments and it's so. it's just like yeah, Trent is just. Uh, and we all know he's, the kid's something else. Yeah, he's ridiculous. He's he, mustard, he, uh, baby, he's mustard. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's sensational, and and 
Yeah, he's. He might even be the youngest out of that whole list. I don't even know. I, I, I don't look. I think Saka's. I think Saka's probably a little bit younger than him. Probably think, he's been. He has been good. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 it's, it's no it's, question. They've just made that list and they don't damage the confidence of the rest of them because the rest of them in that list know it's Trent as well. But it's funny because there'll be Ross, there'll be fans of us, Arsenal fans will be all voting for Saka and you know Man United fans will all be voting for you know for for Rashford and all that. And they've got good young players, but this is the thing, not to be a bit not to go cheap on it, but there's levels. You know, one of them, one of these lads is having an impact at the highest level of football at the moment. From right back. From right back, yeah, absolutely. Again, all really good players, and I would be made up if Liverpool had half of them in our squad because they are really, really talented. But good on you, good on you that you've got a talented lad called Saka, but the rest of your team's crap, so it doesn't yeah. it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, Premier League signing of the season: Gary Cale, Bruno Fernandez. That's mental that he would be in there. He's played about four games for them. Dean Henderson to United, the Sheffield United on loan. Danny Ings, Harry Maguire. Gabriel Martinelli, Tyrone Mings, Iosi Perez, Yuri Tielemans, or Aaron Wambasaka. I voted for Danny Ings. Yeah, yeah. based, based on <laughs> just because Liverpool reads. But also, he's he's, he's been boss under them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Martinelli. I can't lie. He's another one who's seriously good. Uh, I don't I don't know. To be fair, as well, for the money that you're buying, if we're talking about value for money as well, they bought him for... They bought him on the cheap, and yeah. for what he's returned, six million quid. Yeah, six million quid. In today's market, I know it's you know it's all relative, isn't it? Cheap six mil, but in today's market for football players and and a striker to come up with the amount of goals he's come up with this season at his age, how's he not in for young player? That's what I don't get because he is as young as all the others. Yeah, his exploits he... have been across all the all games all. He was he was brilliant Punch. against us in the in the league cup, was it? Where we beat him yeah. five five. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Pens. It's different was, competitions that he's been dead good in. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about price and, and stuff, twenty mil for Danny Ings, and I know it's weird because they had him on loan and then they've got him now. So I, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure that way. Yeah, there was the option to buy him. Yeah, yeah. But he's got 15 goals and one assist. That's more goals than Sadio Mane has got in the Premier League. So, yeah. so if we're talking about Strikers who've had an impact. I'm the amount of times you see Danny Ings just pop up with a goal and you think, wow. And I remember I was watching him this season thinking, I wish he got to them levels with Liverpool. That's what he came to Liverpool with, and he got injured twice. And you're thinking, God, uh, you, you felt so gutted for him because you knew what he was capable of, and he's showing it now. And I think that, that he, he deserves everything he's got. And you see the rapport he had with the squad as well when he was with us. 20 mil for 15 goals in the Premier League is ridiculous value. Yeah, it's not just that though, is it? The value for money. It's the, like take away those fifteen goals, Southampton in the relegation spots. Yeah. So yeah. how much how much does that cost you going down back to the championship? You saved them from that. Can we all agree that Harry Maguire being on that list is hilarious? Yeah. <laughs> I and still Bruno love... Fernandez. That, that's yeah, but he's fantastic. He, I don't care how good you've been, you can't be the the buy of a season and have only had a handful of games. You, that just doesn't make any sense. I'd, I'd rather Sonchu was in that list from being promoted from the reserves to the first team. <laughs> that yeah. would have made more sense. Well, that's yeah. the funny thing is it all the United doesn't make any sense. But yeah. I get you. I get your yeah. point. So yeah, yeah, okay. We'll, and it's we'll not take, even we'll because of, it's not even bitter about Manu either because that Dean Henderson he's been doing bits for Sheffield, so it's right. good that people like him are on that list. Do you know what I mean? But it's mad. Has played five games for Man United in the Premier League. That's a League. handful. That's a handful, <laughs> yo. Also got three assists in that time, which is a good return for five games. How many goals? Um, sorry, two goals, three assists, 
which is again that's a that's just you know, I remember Patrick Berger having a very similar start to his Liverpool career, and I was thinking he was amazing. But it's yeah, yeah. It shows yeah, how far they've fallen, and that's their star player because the rest of them are shit. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You know, I like the Danny Ings shout. I think you know, particularly because he's such a hard worker and nice guy. And I do feel a little bit of pang of you know uh, annoyance that we didn't get that Danny Ings for us. But it shows he needed he needed two seasons of footy. He needed a full season playing as many games as he possibly could. And now we're starting to see the play that we should have had. Um, you never know. Maybe maybe one day we'll see him again. Um, who is the Premier League surprise package of the season? Uh, Tammy Abraham, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Fred Mason, mm. Danny Ings, John Lundstrom, James Madison, Timu Puki, uh, Kagla Soyuncu, or Adama Traore. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I was going to go straight. I was going to go for Fred um, straight off the bat because I think Fred's been really good. Like, really? He's been, he has, he's been really, really good for United this just, season. Yeah. Well, tainted by... Past seasons, then exactly. I guess he's been awful. Well, and again, it's a little bit of it shows how bad Man United are that he's been their best midfielder. But he, um, but he has actually been at you. He, he played well. I played said, I said McTominay was their best midfielder though. Over he is, him. but he's been injured, hasn't he? He's been out for it. He's been out for a lot. But in terms it. of a surprise, I wasn't expecting McTominay to be able to hit those heights in the last eight months. But he, he was, and then he got injured. So, yeah, he's a bit mad. He's, he's, he's a Darren Fletcher, if Darren Fletcher was the best player in the team, um, which is to say that the team's crap, if that's true. Um, I think that any... he was one at the start of the season, weren't he? Yeah. I think he got off to a flyer. Who's that, sorry? That Pookie, the yeah. Norris lad. It's funny, isn't it? Because I think the, the, you could almost split the league in two, uh, the season in two, and say first half of the season, or first half of the first two-thirds of the season, um, it was Timu Pookie, but then the other, it was Adama Traore, because you know everyone went from putting Pookie in the team to having Traore in the fantasy teams, because he obviously started tearing it up big time. 
it's it, it's it's got to be the Sunju or Traore for me. Sunju, I think Ross alluded to it before. Moving up, I'm sure I'll let Ross talk about him actually. So I'll move on to Adama Traore. I think Traore for me. When we played against Wolves away, we went down there and every single time he got the ball, Wolves crowd went up and the Liverpool fans sunk down because you know that the kid's like fantastic. He's got some absolute just raw power. And I always used to think, oh, he's just a pace merchant. He can just run fast. And then you see him against City and you see him against teams and he's and he's scoring worldies and he's got that end product. Or he, he had that end product when he was hitting form and just going for it. And I think he seems like one of them players, if he hits form, he is unplayable. Not many players can, can catch him. You, you, you think you catch someone flat-footed as a full-back and you burst past them, he's through, and then they've got the players' walls to, to score at the edge of the box. They've got the great strikers in there as well. It, he's such a danger in that side. Um, I really enjoyed watching Wolves. I think me and Ross, after the game, spoke to a Wolves fan and we were saying to them, like, you've been fantastic this season. Look, we're made up, we won. Sorry, but we're made up, we won. But you've been brilliant. And he, he said the same thing. But it was nice to be able to... I don't like Wolves fans, but I like that one Wolves fan. Uh, and it was nice to have a little discussion about how we both enjoyed different aspects of each team. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Adama Traoré just out of interest, 28 appearances in the Premier League this season. Only four goals, but seven assists, which is, as we said, they're the same amount as um, Sadio Mane, which is which is pretty impressive. And you're right, you know, he's, had a, he's, he's a scorer of great goals, not a great goal scorer, to use the old Darren Huckabee analogy. Um, but he's... Um, well, yeah. Most of against Man City as well. And yeah. two of them definitely were because he won the game for himself, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And for that reason, he gets my vote. Yeah, <laughs> that'll, do, that'll do for me. Um, I, I, I'm skipping past the Premier League goal of the season because ultimately I can't remember half of them. But the Premier League moment of the season, I just I just want to draw attention to this that it started. It's got Norwich beating Man City three two. Yeah, great. I, yeah. yeah, that was probably the moment. Obviously, it's got it in here as well. I was beating Man City. 3-1 to go nine points clear. They're the two moments I think that decided the title for me. You know, when when it was when we realised that Man City were vulnerable, it actually happened in both games, to be fair. We absolutely battered them. And then when they could go away, Norwich put on a display like that, and you think, okay, well, maybe, you know, they, they weren't the they weren't City from the season before all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I properly enjoyed that Norwich game because you saw them getting dismantled. It happened a few times this season as well, but I think you're right, it did pave the way, change teams' mentality because I remember Liverpool used to be the team where you go and you get something from them. Like, that that's what happened and we had that in the back of our mind and you know the players did and it changed, it flipped, it went City with that team where teams would go all out because they knew they could get something so they gave it everything. Whereas Liverpool... They, they turned up to Anfield or the, Liverpool came to their ground. They were beaten already and that's what City had, that fear yeah. factor. And it dissolved after that game and especially yeah. after Liverpool beat them as well. Yeah, absolutely. That, that Norwich game was one of the many Man City games that you don't watch. But then you watch the last 10 minutes because your group chats are all going, not going, yeah. oh, Norwich yeah, are winning. Fucking put it on. 100%. Percent. A couple of other ones. My sorry, moment, adult. Sorry, just like, my moment was just the, um, the, the Man U game. Salah's goal and and that sprint by Allison that, hmm. that he does and yeah. just, just the photos after that I just thought in terms of just one moment I think that for the players 
that that meant something a, a lot more than maybe the Norwich game or the City game. But yeah, yeah it was a nice moment there. A couple of the other ones in the list then. Man City beating Watford 8-0. Didn't even remember that happened. Uh, Leicester beating Southampton 9-0. I did remember that one because that was interesting. Uh, Oswald obviously beating City. David Martin's tears after winning his debut for West Ham at Chelsea. I, I, I'm hearing about that one. Duncan, I actually voted for this. Duncan Ferguson's celebrations after winning his first game as Everton interim boss. Like, because I took the piss out of it. But also, there was just something... Like, if that was another football club, I'd have had a greater emotional attachment to it. You know what I mean? Getting to see that and what it meant. You know, and like, when you saw all the bits and pieces that he had, like he had, was it like Howard Kendall's broken watch? And he had like some sweatbands that someone had given him. And he had all, he was like... Whenever like university students used to go on like um, daytime quiz shows and they bring a mascot with them, um, like a lucky teddy. That's basically what 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 Ferguson was like, and it showed that he had no fucking clue what he was doing from a time. And now he's become the lucky teddy for Angelo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, Liverpool equal. Did you see that game? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah. Liverpool equal the English top flight record of 18 successive wins by beating West Ham and Watford 3-0 Liverpool the first loss of the season I guarantee that wins just because it's the that? yeah because it's the only thing like people who dislike Liverpool have got to like laugh about but oh, why man. would you put that in a list of top things of the season like it's it was a great game going, Watford it stopped us going invincible so guaranteed there'd be like some Arsenal writers who would just like breathe massive size of relief yeah. that it ended that as a possibility. I think that yeah. that Liverpool three one Man City was 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 my favourite. I think because yeah. we we it was a it was a boss weekend as well. I, I remember it really well. And watching uh, Fabinho's shot going and the noise that it made when it hit the back of the net, you know, and you get a lovely satisfying clink mm. when it when it hits the back. That's what it was. I could watch that goal over and over, and it was the way that well, it was a handball when it wasn't, and they got all up in arms, and then we just proceeded to score two amazing goals. I went, mean, all right, fine. If if that would have got chalked off, who's ass? He stole yeah. the one, and and then that's when City's heads dropped because yeah. they really wanted that, and all the banter fucked off, and it was it was just nice to be able to have some breathing room. Everyone just went, right, Liverpool are the best team. We've done it now. We we know we are. Let's just win the league. And that's when mentality shifted, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, Premier League manager of the season then. It's obviously going to be Jürgen Klopp, but yeah. Sean Dyche is in there for some reason. Guardiola's in there for some reason. Hodgson's in there Bobby for some reason. I know, honestly, this is the point. They've made Wilder bottom of the list. And I think it's like, why why bother? Frank Lampard, great. Brendan Rodgers. I mean, like Brendan Rodgers... Fine, I get. I think he's worth a shout, but like Nuno Spiritus Santo, yeah, it's an interesting conversation. But like, yeah, Chris Wilder, uh, if if Jurgen Klopp didn't win it and Chris Wilder won it, it'd be a bit like, oh my god. But at the same time, the job that he's done with Sheffield United, yeah. If there was know. if there was any other manager other than Jurgen Klopp, I think he'd probably be asked. I don't think Jurgen Klopp would be asked if he didn't win it. You know, yeah. I think he, the fact that the club wins the, the the league and you know the players get the player accolades, he'd probably look and say, "Well, I would have voted for Chris Wilder myself yeah. if I couldn't vote for me." And do you know what I mean? I don't think Klopp would take that as a you know, it's 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 hard to say, but I don't think he he would feel too you know kind of disregarded if he wasn't main yeah. name manager yeah. of the year. I agree. I agree. Um, okay, then let's do the Premier League team of the season, so you can pick your own one on the BBC website. Um, Start with goalkeeper. The choices in front of us are Alison Becker, Edison, Ben Foster, Dean Henderson, Rui Patricio, or Nick Pope. I, I, my instinct is just to go Alison because he's the best goalkeeper, but he's he's not been there all season, so I, I can't. I mean, we can consciously put Alison in there. I can't. Is it? Yeah, is I can't. He's still <laughs> got the most clean sheets, though. That's what's mad. 
I mean, he doesn't, but it, it's. I, I'm pretty sure it's Dean Henderson. But the, oh, is it? Uh, yeah, I think he's oh, leads sorry. the. In fact, I think Henderson and Nick Pope are the, are the. It might be one and two or three and one there in terms of most clean sheets so far this season. But it's Dean Henderson for me. Uh, um, in terms of the overall performance, he's playing for Sheffield United. It's tainted slightly by the fact that I was about. 12 feet away from him when he dropped the uh, Gini Wijnaldum's one to do his legs which makes you think he was crap but he's been he's been fantastic all, all season anyone going to argue against me? Yeah it's Alison yeah. Alison yeah. okay, Dean Henderson moving on right back no, no, is obviously no. Trent Alexander-Arnold well clean sheets Paul Alison has 10 same as Dean Henderson Nick Pope has 11 half the games this season Alison wins it Ooh. go on Tom I did research very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Go on, I'll take it then. Alison Becker is the goalkeeper of the season. There, Tom. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, right back, no arguments yeah, there in any way, shape or form. Is there anyone out there who could have taken left back off Robbo? No. no. Do you know what? So. The closest person to that could, and I, it, it's, when I say close, it's, 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 it's not close at all, but the only other outstanding left-back, I think, has been that Saka. Um, and who's who's Leicester's left-back as well? Yeah. yeah, that's the only other shout, but... They're the only other two. Gonna have to be Andrew Robertson, isn't it? Okay, centre-half, we're putting Virgil van Dijk in without a doubt, right? That so, yeah. the one. Yeah. And Soyuncu, yeah, I'm happy with Soyuncu as our other centre-half. Everyone good with that? Mm-hmm. Belter. Let me find that then. Okay, DM. Endo. Well, I've got I've called it centre of the midfield three. Um, I, I think Jordan Henderson. Our choices really are not. Does not really. I mean, Wilfred and Didi's the only proper DM. I think in this. Well, I've got him in there as well on mine. So I've got a four-three-three. Hendo and Didi in there both. But I know other okay. people have picked other things. Okay, we'll go Henderson in the middle, right of the three. Kevin. Yeah, Kev De Bruyne. Yeah, left of the three. Let's see. We've got Todd Cantwell, Bruno Fernandez, Fernandinho. No chance. Uh, Jack Grealish, Matteo Kovacic, uh, John Lundstrom, James Madison. Uh, there's Sadio Mane and, all, and Salah in this, but I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna. Let's. We're gonna skate over there. Mason Mount, uh, Wilfred and Didi, Josie Perez, Genie Wijnaldum, Madison. Yeah. Madison. Madison's a good shot. Madison or indeed, I think, for that midfield. Yeah. Um, Madison's been his free kicks and and and, and stuff like that's been amazing. You look like you're putting some deep thought into this, Adol. Yeah, no, it's, it's a toss up between Madison and Ndidi for me because I think one of those Leicester lads do deserve to be in the, in the engine room. Um, I'd have probably went for Ndidi over Madison just be just because obviously I think Kevin De Bruyne can do what Madison can do from that area, but we're not getting too technical, I don't think so. Okay, so we'll go Madison for now then. Um, centre forward, the striker, the man scoring all our goals: Tammy Jim. Abraham, Sergio Aguero, Aubameyang, Calvert Lewin. Bobby Firmino, Danny Ings, Raul Jimenez, Harry Kane, Timo Pukki, Marcus Rashford, Richarlison, Jamie, Jamie Vardy. Vardy. Thank Thanks. you, Jamie, Jamie Vardy. Vardy. 19 goals, four assists in the Premier League. Top scorer by two ahead of Aubameyang. I, I want to put Salah in the middle because I want him in there, but I think Sai made a great point before we started rolling. Jamie Vardy is just, he's been electric this season. 
I went I, I went my original voting on this. I went Sergio Aguero, but I think it's because I didn't get that far down the list. I just <laughs> put Aguero and went, yeah, Sam, that's me, that's me done with that. But yeah, I, I, I can live with Jamie Vardy. I mean, not literally he would do my head in with his crosses in St. George and his Lonsdale trainees and his need to go on EDL marches, probably. But um uh, right wing Salah. Talking good the right wing. Traore, right wing. Yeah. Over Salah. Um yeah. Adama Traore, Tom, who's got, he just four, got four goals, goals and seven assists. assists. I'm not asked. He's been fantastic. I like I said before, it's the look, Salah has scored seventeen goals. No, no, I understand. I get it. That I, my my front three here is Traore right, Salah middle, Mane left. And I understand what you're saying. Bear I just think triode has been great. That means that Salah doesn't get in the team of the season, despite having... Look, know, it's, three, it's the, three against one. It's fine. You can have Salah. I'm just making the argument. But I, I, listen, this is important to me. I want you to understand how wrong you are on this one. <laughs> that makes sense in your, way, in your team when you've got Salah centre-forward. Yeah. But you're like, we haven't got Salah centre forward, so you're still sticking. You would still stick with Adama Traore. You'd have Adama and Vardy in the same team there when you could have Vardy and Salah. I reckon Traore get more assists. Fuck off, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only no, genuinely. I, 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 I don't know. I just want. Traore oh my in god, there, you've, got Salah's o- getting it. you've got fucking Obama Yang instead of Mane on the left hand side now, haven't you? It's, it's actually a great out now, No, I, Salah's the winner there. Yeah. Okay, sounds Mane for the left hand for the left wing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. Um Sadio <laughs> Mane it is. So there we go. We've decided that is the official Red Men TV podcast team of the season. Alison Becker in goal. It is 4-3 today. It is Trent at right back. Sonny and Chu and Van Dyke partner in centre-halves. Robertson left back. A midfield three uh, anchored by Jordan Henderson. De Bruyne and Madison flanking him either side. Salah and Mane either side of Jamie Vard. What a team that is. Oh, my days. Um, yeah, brilliant. There we go. Okay, well, let's um, quickly dive in then. Um to the um, sanity playlist, shall we do? Um, yes, Errol, what have you gone for this week? So this week I've gone for three tracks. One is uh, "Move On Up," Curtis Mayfield, the old school kind of soul vibe. Um, just gets everyone in a feel good mood. That I feel like seven hundred minute version. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I think it just gets everybody in a good mood. And obviously, Kanye sampled it at some point, and I think everyone just kind of remembers them tunes going on. So that's on there. I also went for Numb Encore by Jay Z, Linkin Park. I don't know if it's been put on the playlist at, at some point. Um, and I, I just think that's just an old school banger. And then the last one was California Love uh, by Tupac and Dr. Dre. Um, something upbeat, yeah, that was me. Don't think there's a bad song with the name with California in the title. But anyone wants to prove me wrong in the comments. California Girls isn't fantastic. He's done well there. He's done fucking well there. Katy Perry. He's done but well. It's, it's a summer banger, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> Honestly, if you, I did, what we realised this when we were in LA. Put every song with California in the title, and then drive around California with those songs playing, and all of a sudden, every single one of them makes perfect sense, even. Yeah. California girls. I thought you meant the Beach Boys. I was about to fucking flop you and shut the stream down. Um, anyway, um, go on, uh, Tom. What have you gone for? Uh, I've gone for the Wilhelm, the Wilhelm scream by the Bamboos. It's a cover. It's brilliant. Listen to it. Uh, Julia by Mount Joy. Uh, that got recommended to me by Georgia. It's, 
it's a good album, but that's the best song by far. And then Tell It Tonight by Franz Ferdinand, speaking to Ross about this before, that whole album is so good. Um, but Tell first It Tonight. Franz Ferdinand album. Yeah, Tell It Tonight. As soon as that little, that first guitar riff comes in with the bass, oh, fantastic song. Amazing. Go As on we then. say in the ground world, that is a shutdown, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that before, weirdly. Yeah. Uh, big, 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 being pivotal in the grime scene himself. <laughs> Tom. Yeah. Uh, Ross, what have you gone for? Uh, I've gone for the Wings Band on the Run. Um, Bleed It Out by Linkin Park, another tune. And Feel Good Inc. Uh, by oh, the Gorillas. All, all three bangers again. That is a very good song. I 100% shit my three out this week because I'd not done it and I was late coming into the today. Uh, but I, me and me, uh, me and the family have broken out the rock, PS3 rock band with the drums and guitar and mics and all that, and we've been playing randomly. It's amazing. Lego rock band is incredible. It's got some of the absolute best songs in the world on it. And me and my missus have been playing. I've been playing through the, the career mode on that. So in the title sequence is. Grace by Supergrass, which I'd forgot. I used to love, love Supergrass so much, but that's like a real sleeper hit of theirs. Like everyone remembers a few, you know, the bit like All Right and all that's the one that gets all the attention. And that, but Grace is a really good upbeat song. Summer of '69, I've gone for the Brian Adams version because it's on that game. Um, and Girls and Boys by Good Charlotte, which is like I, a Good Charlotte even a thing anymore. There was a spell. In like 2002, I think, where they had about five songs and they were massive, and the Madden twins were all over MTV, and then they might be dead, and yeah. no one cares. But I meant to, I meant yeah. to say this more. Like I did see an Instagram post of the rock band and stuff. That my that's one of my guitars on there. I was looking at it. I was like, "There's the sticker that I put on when I was a kid playing with them." Like, so um, using using them guitars. Do you get them from the office? No, no, no. That's mine, mate. I just happened to put them in. With the skull? With the skull sticker mm-hmm. on it? Oh, maybe just yours are all yeah because they're all fucking xbox 360 ones which aren't compatible with my ps3 much to my annoyance because oh there God. are literally five guitars and a drum set in the office it's all uh, mine yeah i might just come in and grab it all like, yeah on, on a random it. note on that i spent trying to find the kick pedal and my microphone um, uh-huh. And I had to go adventure into our storeroom. And anyone's ever been in the Red Men storeroom will know it is a bit like it's just a room of death, uh, a room of death and nostalgia. Um, and I turfed at that whole world, sweated me bollocks off because it's tiny and full and the boilers in there. And then knocked over a box right near the end in all of my frustration. And I picked the box up, everything had fell out. I went, ah, and then in there was the microphone and the kick pedal that I needed buried underneath a ton of random scart leads and stuff. So, yeah, absolutely saved me that day. Paul, yeah. did yes. you pick all the other stuff up? Or is that you just <laughs> telling me that's my first job when we go back when the yes. No comments. I was about to say that's that, yeah. Joke, so he takes it lightly. It was dead funny. It was dead funny until I had to get in the boiler today to turn it on so the hot water came on and it was, I'd blocked it with the Christmas tree. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's fine. It's no worse than it was. Um, yeah. Sai's so gone for um, Four Tops, Bernadette, Aretha Franklin, Jump 2, and Run Rig by May Morning. Whatever. Never heard these, but I know the Four Tops are great, and Aretha Franklin's great, obviously. Never heard Run Rig by May Morning, so I'll give that a listen later. Um, usually got some good tunes, Sai. Mm, we've got. Yeah, Sai just popped in there. Go on, Sai, what? Yeah, yeah. By Rumry, whatever, mate. I'm gonna to forget to put it in anyway. Um, the um, 
<laughs> he messaged me, you missed one of his songs off last week and you put another one off. Whatever. Whatever. I always skip size tracks anyway. Um, the, uh, any, I'm only messing. The uh, schoolyard game, right, it's meant to be me against Chris Pajak. I bought a fucking coin for nothing then. Edel, oh. oh my God, Edel's found the coin, the last coin in humanity because nobody <laughs> has coins anymore because you can't use them because you're not allowed to get that close to people. Um, and Ross has got a whole dish of them. Look at that. Does that mean he forfeits then? I, he might have to, Tom. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I don't uh, know what we're gonna we're gonna need to we're gonna need to do something. Uh, I don't know. I've not worked this out. I am I am recording the Matron Page app podcast with Chris on Wednesday, so maybe I'll 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 see. If I, I'll, I will forget. Let's see if I can remember to do something about this. Because I will be, I'm supposed to be streaming this on Friday night. Um, we did stream the semi-final, though. It was me against Ross, and it was a comprehensive victory for Team Mitch. Offering nothing goes back. Oh, here's we Joe. Will he drive into the box? Gerard. Jordan Henderson has just had Stephen Gerard's trousers down there and had a squeeze of his bottom. Aspas, Gerard, Sturridge, Gerard, Gerard! Oh, straight down the throat of Mignolet, but that is a shot on target, and that is encouraging. Gerard now, he's got a taste for this. Iago Aspas, it's the breakdown, it's a goal, it's a goal, it is a goal, a forward. Mark this in your calendar, it is a red letter day in the history of world football. Iago Aspas has scored a goal. He has scored a goal for Liverpool! Iago Aspas, the man famed more for taking the worst corners in the history of the beautiful game, has just scored a striker's goal! Striker! Iago Aspas, it is 1-0 to teammate. The ball through from Gerrard. He deliberately plays the ball off the ball sack of Mamadou Sacco and teammate have the look at his face! Look at his face! That might be the highlight of his entire career. Oh my days, Team H1, Team Ross Nil. What was the score, Ross? Was it 2-0 was it in the end? No, it was 1-0. Remember. Was it only 1-0? Yeah. Every, Every game, I've, game I've lost 1-0. Like, <laughs> did it happen to be a free did kick? Did he strike as well? No. He, he had he had a shot from uh, Aspas. It hit Sacco in the dick and went in the goal. That's how fucking fucking <laughs> freak it was. And someone was claiming victory like he's masterminding some fucking victory. <laughs> Can we just uh, just for note for those of you who want to know what the final stats ended up as? Um, it was yeah, it was what actually I actually don't even have the final stats. Iago Aspas was man of the match. With a seven point five rating, it was what wow. it was one a dominated shot, dominated shots on target. He would go right in the first half. I, I don't think I had a shot in the first half, and then second I half. Steve, second. You can watch that stream. It's on twitch.tv forward slash mach gaming m a y c h gaming, uh, all one word. Uh, you can check it out, and we'll put the hi- obviously you'll see the highlight clip in already. Um, but yeah, uh, with the finals Friday night, it's going to be on the Twitch channel again. Uh, but. I need to find a way to get Payjack involved. I'll figure that out. Stay tuned to the Redmen TV uh, Twitch. Uh, not Twitch. Uh, Twitter. Do the other one. Do the one that I always accidentally type in when I'm trying to type in our Twitch. Because they've got the same first, what, four letters? Um, really? Yeah. Really, really annoying. Yeah, well oh, done, yeah. Tom. Just checking my math there. Yeah, yeah. I, I was literally counting fingers in my head. Um... I did that with my Madonna's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Blend it as best I could. Right, okay. Uh, we've got a couple of questions uh, just quickly to get to do. We're going to be doing more of your questions on the Q&A, uh, which will be over on the RedmenTV.com. So you've got more of us answering more of your stuff. Head over there and sign up. We, uh, we've got some brilliant stuff on there at the moment. We've just done a, a wonderful interview with Liverpool legend and current Pro Evo commentator uh, and, of course, Champions League commentator, um, Jim Beglin. Uh, Jimmy Chorey's on there Jose Enrique is on there um, there's a whole host of other amazing stuff Martin Kelly uh, we had Ryan McLaughlin Liverpool under 23 star joined us for the Being Liverpool watch along last week and then did the aftermath show with us as well uh, lifting the lid on his time in Liverpool's pre-season training camp with the cameras rolling and Brendan Rodgers at his full Brent best um, yeah I highly recommend to go over and check all that out um, go on here's a random one for you it's a bit more a bit more highbrow than we would normally do uh, Ryan Donald's book recommendations to get through the quarantine, not limited to LFC or sports in particular. Uh, um, but I finally got bringing the noise, and it was an incredible read, must read, in my opinion. Listen to the audiobook of John Bishop's Growing Old, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't read many books. I tend to read comics more than anything else, if I'm being perfectly honest. So I've got my Marvel Unlimited app, which has been an absolute, oh, it's always a godsend, but it saved me more so than ever. Um, so yeah, I've been reading my way through Guardians of the Galaxy from like 2004, 2005 or whatever, uh, which has been entertaining me. But has anyone got any proper book recommendations? If you go in audiobooks, the Alan Partridge stuff is is brilliant. It takes a while to get into, but I, as long as, as far as books goes, I prefer autobiographies. Yeah. Um, I've got Perlos, which is a belter. Like, that's that's quality. Or, it's not an autobiography, but Soconomics is a belt yeah, of a book really if, if, if you're a football fan it's, it's boss yeah I highly recommend Soconomics that is good go on go on Errol yeah I've never read a book <laughs> 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 that like not like yeah and what like of mice and men and that when you're in school and you read and like you'll read a paragraph and the next man will read a paragraph I've done all of that kind of stuff but like sitting the last one I did try to read was that was it Jordan Belford book or something yeah um, the Art of Persuasion or something like that. Yeah. I, I must have read about halfway through that. Um, I have listened to most of the audio book for George Orwell's 1949, 48 or 49. It's, it's one of them. Um, 1984, that's even better. So yeah, I <laughs> so that, there's that one, that's the audio book. But the other one that I've watched is The Secret, but I know there's a book version of that as well. So you're yeah, not I'm, missing out, to be honest. That'll like books are a bit garbage. Sorry, I think if they're good enough, they're gonna get put in a film at some point. You That's know what I mean? Exactly. Wait for the film. I see. Tom, how many times have I attempted to read this book? Actually, <laughs> time we put on a away trip around Europe or something like that. I pick it up and it's like ten minutes into a flight. I can't be asked. And then, or if we're there, we just find a bar instead. No, uh, to be honest, like I, I'm with Ross. I, I don't care about. Like made up stories to be honest with you. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was one I actually did read, but I, I'd rather listen, I'd rather read autobiographies if I, I want to know about people. So it's usually comedians like Limmy's, Limmy's autobiographies are great. Um, Peter Kay's ones are quite good. I remember reading a Rod Stewart one that was quite interesting because he's one of the first like rock stars and it was, it was him and Elton John fucking giving each other massive gifts for loads of money and just his life was quite interesting. But I just don't. I just don't really care about books. I'm, I'm sorry, right? I must admit, like books are amazing, but I don't have the 
I read in bed and it's harder to read. It, I, I'll read on my Kindle or whatever if I, if I do read. Like, I, I, I detective stories. So anything by Robert B. Parker, he wrote the Spencer stuff and don't, I've not watched it, but like that, they've just made Spencer Confidential. It's on Netflix with Mark Wahlberg. Like, there's the character that's based on is amazing and all the books are phenomenal. They're really good. All written from like the first person perspective, like all detective stories and thrillers and all that kind of stuff. And they're all, they're quite short so you can read, you can get blast through them quite quickly um they're probably my favorite series but i haven't read yeah i haven't read the books i'm the same as you like but autobiographies i find a little bit a little bit easier but like the physical act of reading paper books the, it's it's the inconvenience of them it's which oh, sounds mad because they've existed for hundreds <laughs> of years and i love books are great but I have this with comics. Like I do still, I still have trade paperbacks. I have physical copies of stuff because I like having a library of things. Because there are situations where you can't read a Kindle. Like you're on a beach, you can't read a you can't read a tablet because it's too bright. So it's nice to have physical things and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, yeah, got, I, I do have one actually. It's a, it's a it's a it's a series of books. Loads of people have kind of gone on about it, but I don't think many people know about it. It's called uh, Harry Potter. So just get on. Yeah. I just, I just had this random thought. I couldn't just... even finish the Harry Potter books when I was a kid. Do <laughs> you know what I used to do? I'd read Bro. like three chapters of the first one, get bored of the story, and then start reading three chapters of the next one, and then be completely <laughs> lost in the story because so much has happened. Yeah. Size human right now, by the way. He's filming this just like, no, no, Harry Potter's great. Harry Potter books are the greatest in the world. I just had a little, like, thought in my head there about, like, you know, the two biggest podcasts in, like, probably, like, you know, or... or content producers in the Liverpool scene is us in the Anfield rap and I imagine if we asked that question on the Anfield <laughs> rap he would get some really good high-brow intelligence answers we got to go never read a book hey don't get it twisted though I've read a lot of scripts in my past life I did a lot of acting when I was a kid so I'm, I'm I can read yeah but I've never <laughs> my own stream and stuff too I can oh, read some bearing books on the side, right? Because it's you know the better the better is heat, aren't they? At least I can get a use out of them. Um, yeah, on that autobiography stuff, I've read some uh, like Gordon Ramsay and Marco Pierre White ones. Like they're dead interesting because like some of the stories that they tell, but also you're talking about like laid back reading, like yeah. you know obviously Ronaldo like kind of swear or being back quite relaxed. It's like it's like a dead easy read, but like some of the stories are fucking mental. Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential is good for for that. Like, it just interesting people tell an interesting story. It's mad because like the Howard Marks book, Mister Nice, is great. Yeah. And there's a t- there's, let's just say there's very much a time in everyone's life to read that book. He is one of the dullest human beings I've ever had the misfortune of being in the company of. He is so boring, but his life story is really interesting. Um, but like that's the thing. Autobiographies are fa- autobiographies when you people who've done mad and interesting things. I do. I must admit they are. They are pretty good stuff um what's a good one in that regard Bret Hart is a good is, is one's pretty, pretty good for that for that kind of stuff and loads of loads of wrestling ones but anyway there you go oh bring the noise it was mentioned in the question uh, the Rafa Raphael Honigstein book if you're looking for something right now just to kind of tide you over I'd recommend that because it gives a great insight into where how Klopp got to where he is talks through the mind stuff and the people around him and you get a real idea and insight into his methodology how he scouts players how he works with players and all that kind of stuff really really good stuff and I actually did an interview with him that's on the YouTube channel at the on the YouTube channel at the moment where we talk about that. So yeah, do go and watch that content as Red well. Red Machines good as well. Is it Red Machine? Cy Hughes' Red Machines good. I've, I've, to be fair, looking at it now, I've, I've read Ring of Fire as well by Cy Hughes as well. Them kind of oh. Liverpool centric 
autobiographies kind of style of the players and 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 the, and the times of Liverpool are really interesting. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, we're going to wrap up there. We're going to take more questions, including which Star Wars planet would you like to live on? What are the things you can buy at a supermarket that will make the cashier person give you weird looks? And alternate universe, how the Liverpool life is different for Liverpool if Gerard doesn't slip? Uh, which Liverpool player would you most want to be in lockdown with? Etc. 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 We might not do some of them, but we will definitely do a load of other ones on the Redmen Q and A. It's on the RedmenTV.com in video and in podcast form as well. As is all of our best content. You can get it in your podcasting apps on the go as well I mean look you've got nowhere to go um, but if you do get to go on your nice you know government conscripted 60 minute walk then you can have us in your ears what better um, thanks for watching for listening for giving five star reviews and for subscribing to the YouTube channel as well and we'll see you guys very very soon Ta-da. save big money on everything for your next project at Menards Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Say big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.